the Awa 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 Galaxy. We back. I'm coming at you with hit after hit after hit. This is a shared story between the gorilla and my boy Oren. And we call this shared story The Rebirth. Well, me and Oren were we're always close. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of complete opposites. Oren is a very slender, small, peaceful man, and I'm a very large, angry, violent man. Uh, opposites attract, right? Judaism has all sides. It does. <laughs> it does. I think we were about 19. We're both home for like a week. He calls me up and he's like, yo, bro, he's like, you want to, uh, you want to hang out? Yeah, it was just the gorilla and I Okay. At, at his house in Maplewood. The basement of a lifetime, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's so cheesy, but it's, I had a spiritual awakening. Yeah, I had a crazy mushroom trip with the vanilla gorilla. We had eaten mushrooms a bunch together. Oh, uh, okay. This wasn't like our first time. This was our last time. <laughs> this is just such a crazy story. <laughs> but this was not our first rodeo so i was like hell yeah let's do it he comes over to my house and we we look at these mushrooms and uh i was a bit of a connoisseur at the time i was like these are uh these are blue stems from oregon bro these are uh these are pretty hefty (laughs) they were just really strong i said i was like these are probably going to really send us somewhere you know when you eat psychedelics with somebody there is a a you bond with that person on a different level for sure you bond with that person on a metaphysical psychedelic level you experience things that you do not see normally when you are sober Mm -hmm. We just sat in my mom's kitchen okay. and we split them up and we ate them. And I was like, let's go for a walk down to Memorial wow. Park. So you got a baggie and you're like, you know what? We're just going to split these evenly and eat all of them. Yeah, just bury them. <laughs> so we just bury them, you know? I don't even know what we oh ate. Oh my ate, God. We, ate a, a, we definitely took it to the next level. So we ate these mushrooms and... I was like, let's go for a walk and wait till they, you know, kick start in, to yeah. kick in. So we were walking down to the park. Everything's cool. We're talking. Things just started getting really weird. You know, like mm-hmm. you're going to have a trip where like everything's flowing and then you have a trip. It's not a bad trip, but just where like the energy feels really tweaky. We walked down to the playground at the end of the street and looking down at the ground, all the wood chips looked like like bones and you know skulls it's like oh "Oh, that's kind of like freaky like everything's dead you know like seeing the dead trees it's like wow everything dies everything's dying Oren looks at me and he's like i don't feel good bro i don't have a good feeling i was like bro you can't think like that right now i was like because whatever mindset you go into the trip with it's staying with you that whole fucking time and it's like seven hours right? yeah so i was like dude don't think like that. You're going to be fine. We're going to be good. We're going to have a good time. Like, don't go negative. He's like, I'm telling you, I, I feel like this is going to be bad, right? So we start walking up the hill, and he's starting to, like, it's they're starting to kick in, right? Yeah. 
For and you I, too? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're both starting to go, right? Yeah. And uh, I could tell in his eyes, he's more concerned than enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And so we get into the house. He turns on, we're watching TV, turns on the TV and like every channel is like people arguing or fighting or pictures of war. It's just like all this like violence. And I could see that like things were like really, whatever was going on in his mind is bothering him, you know? And now we're like, you know, it's like probably like an hour in and we're really tripping hard. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean for you? Like what are you experiencing? Oh, my, the fucking floor is melting, bro. <laughs> my foot turned into a root. I was, like, staring at it, and I was, like, you know, contemplating my life. I mean, I just was, like, I had a book. I had this green leather-bound book, and I was writing all my thoughts in it. And every time I would look down, my foot was, like, you know, like a tree root that you see, like, growing out of the sidewalk? My foot had turned into a red tree root. Like, it was, like, as clear as day, grounded into the ground. And, like, I would tell my foot to move, but my foot wouldn't move. Wow. And I was like, all right, your foot is a tree now. <laughs> oh, well. You know, we're going to just deal with that. And then at some point, I get this idea in my head. And he starts kind of, like... Within our conversation, he's kind of like outwardly talking to himself. So I was like, hey, man, listen, I'm going to go into the kitchen uh, and keep writing in my book. I was like, I'm going to leave you alone. You just chill out, you know, do your thing. And so I go in the kitchen and I start writing in my book, right? And there's a window (laughs) in the kitchen that goes from the den to the kitchen. And like... You know how you have that feeling of like your skin is warm and someone's staring at you? So like I looked up and like he was like staring at me, right? I was like, I'm going to die tonight. Oh my God. Like tonight's my last night on earth. But what was interesting is I was totally at peace with it. He was like staring at me, right? I was like, hey, bro. I was like, what's going on? And he was like, the words that you're writing are killing me. I wasn't freaked out. And I was like, what? I was like, gorilla. I want you to know that if I die tonight, I love you, <laughs> and I'm really glad we're friends. <laughs> and he was like, the words that you're writing down in your book are killing me. No, I, I don't know, bro. I was like, I'm just writing my thoughts, man. So I was like, oh, fuck, man. Right. He's fucking bugging the fuck out. He needs fucking a talk. Yeah. So I went in and I tried to talk to him and he's like pacing back and forth. He like rips his shirt off. It gets weirder. So then I'm like, well, if I'm going to die, I need to be naked because I came into this world naked. Oh, this is fantastic. I go up to his room and I like strip and like (laughs) I like how you have to leave where you are to get naked to come back to him naked. So, so... I like take off all my clothes. I take off my watch. I take off my necklace and like whatever. I had some jewelry I used to wear at that point, like some rings, whatever. And I'm like, I, then I don't remember 
then like I start blacking out. I'm tripping my balls off now. Like things are like literally like waterfalls of fucking plants are like falling in front of me while I'm in front of him. Like there's literally like, <laughs> the whole ceiling is coming in. I was like, I was like tripping so hard. I, I like literally saw his face through a periscope. Oh my you know, like goodness. a periscope. Yes. And like, I'm trying to make like, you know, I'm trying to be conscious about his feelings, but I, all this shit's going on yeah. in my brain. The fucking walls are coming in. And so I'm like, I'm going into the kitchen again. I walk into the kitchen. I start writing in my book again. And I hear him What's like... What's the book about? Why do you have to write in the book? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, when I tell you I was tripping as hard as I've ever tripped, I mean, it was... Wow. It was spiritual, dude. It was like... It was life-changing, you know? That's how hard I was tripping. I was dealing with my father's death and fucking mm. my upbringing and all this stuff. Like, heavy, heavy shit mm. I was, like, trying to repair in my brain. And I was writing about it. And, uh, and so I heard him, like... Like, I knew that, like, he was talking to himself... But all of a sudden, like, I heard him in the other room, and it, it sounded like he was talking to somebody else. I don't know why. Maybe it was, like, to say goodbye, because I was like, well, I love my parents. I'm dying. I should say goodbye to them, too, or something. <laughs> so I call my dad, and I'm just like, you know, I am completely not coherent, and I don't remember what I say or anything. But he's on the other end, and he's like, so, and I had, like, I was, you know, I told my folks I was going to spend the night at his, at, at the gorilla's house. And, um, so my dad's on the other line and he's like, are you okay? Do you want me to pick you up or something? And apparently I say yes. <laughs> so, um, so then I, I'm like, I come back to the living room and I'm like, gorilla, my dad's coming to pick me up. And he's like, you're joking, right? I was like, no. He's like, bro your dad is coming here to my house and like he's tripping balls we're both totally tripping balls <laughs> and, uh and you know i'm like uh yeah so he's like you need to call him and tell him to not call. So i don't remember the next thing i remember is like my dad's like pulling up now orin's dad is like six four he's six one 290 pounds probably 200 and like an israeli marine he was in the israeli army so his father shows up and he bangs on the front door and i'm like all right i'm gonna like face this and talk to his father because I wanted to let his dad know that, like, he can't take Oren to the hospital. Like, that's what I was... I didn't want Oren to go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Like, if... Because I knew that that wasn't going to be good for him. He's like, Mr. Sofer, your son's fine. He's going to be all right. I really think you just, like, let him stay with me tonight. And he goes, What have you done to my son? <laughs> And it was like, what have you done to my son? What have you done to my son? What have you done to my son? I'm 
repeat whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, oh my fucking God, bro. And he's this giant dude, you know? And I was just like, and you could see there was fire yeah. in his the, eyes, bro. Israeli flame. He was just yeah. like, because he didn't understand this shit. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. like, you he's an immigrant. Yeah. He was like, you drugged my son. And basically, the conversation goes south. I'm just like, get in the car. And I'm like, okay, get in the car. We're going to the car. And as he was dragging him, I was following him. And I just kept, I was going, please, please don't take him to the hospital. He can't go to the hospital right now. It's not good for him. Please don't take him to the hospital. Please, please. And, uh, and he puts Orin in the back of the car. He ends up like, Pushing the gorilla down onto the ground. He just fucking shit slams me. I mean, he takes me like I was a rag doll and was like, boom, right on the fucking driveway. And like, I just remember him like, you know, standing over me and like holding my shoulders and like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So angry, like screaming, what have you done to my son? What have you done to my son? And I just kept saying to him, please, please don't take him to the hospital. And his fucking face was like six different faces. <laughs> like he turned into Medusa. <gasps> and I stand up. He's, he, like, he stood back from me and allowed me to stand up. And as I stand up, he looks at me and goes, I'm calling the police right now to have you arrested. So I go home. I'm still tripping. And I have memories of like sitting in the kitchen, talking to my parents. And they're like, what is going? You know, so the gorilla basically told my dad, he's like, look, your son took some drugs tonight. He's totally fine. He's just like not in his right mind, but he's going to be, he's going to be okay. The best thing you can do is just leave him here and let him ride it out. And, you know, he'll be, you know, he'll be fine in the morning. And my parents were not hippies. Like they oh, interesting. drugs, you know, like they smoked a little bit of pot, but like that was it. Yeah. And so they are just freaking out. They don't know what's going on. So they take me to the hospital. And now I'm standing in my driveway, 19 years old, tripping my face off with my friend's father who just told me he's calling the police to come arrest you for drugging his son. Mm-hmm. So now, you want to talk about anxiety. Now, I'm fucking tripping my face off. And I'm freaked out to the point where, oh my God, I have to wake my mother up. Because the police are coming to my house. And I'm not going to be able to deal with this. Now, I wasn't so worried about my mother. Right. Because my mother was more of a friend to me than anything. So I knew I could talk to her. I could tell her that I'm fucked up. Uh, You know, I didn't have like a concern of how she... My mom was cool. She's not the type of person that was going to be like, oh, you're fucked up. I'm not helping you. You know, she she was the opposite. She would have fucking gotten the shovel and buried the guy in the backyard for me. But... I was nervous that the cops were coming. Right. So I walk into the house. I walk upstairs. And now, you know, it's fucking, you know. Three in the morning. Three, two, three in the morning. And I wake my mom up. 
I'm like, Mom, Mom. She's like, what do you want? I'm like, I need you to get up. I got to talk to you. And so she's like, what's up? Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm tripping on mushrooms really hard. And Oren's father came here to pick Oren up. And he said he's calling the police to come to the house right now. And she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> so she, like, fucking hops up. She turns on the lights, right? My fucking eyeballs look like pancakes. <laughs> she's like, let's go downstairs, you know? So we go downstairs. And uh, I'm sitting at the kitchen table. And she's, like, sitting next to me. And, um... She's like, are you okay? You know, she's like now concerned about... She must have known how fucked... I must have looked fucked... Like a wild up. animal. Straight up, dude. Probably dirty too from getting slammed. Yeah, for sure. You know? And um, so she stayed up with me for like hours. Wow. Like two Jeez. hours. Jeez. And I just literally like... I was so <laughs> uncomfortable that my mother was there while I was tripping that, like, and I couldn't, like, do anything else. Like, I wanted to smoke some weed to bring yeah. myself down. I was just like, I'm not going to smoke in front of my mom. I'm already tripping. Like, I'm a mess right now, you know? I'm totally incoherent. I can't tell them what I took or, how, you know, what's going to happen, how I am. And so they just didn't know, like, is he going to be a danger to himself? Do we, like, what do we do? So they take me to the ER. Anyway, so my consciousness like totally leaves my body. I have this like transcendent experience of basically like dying and realizing that like I have more to do on the planet and coming back into my body. So I just like grabbed my pen and I was just staring into this book. Like <laughs> I like wrote a fucking novel. Like, I never wrote so many pages in a book in my life. I just was writing and writing and writing. I was like, this is my fucking, this is my solace. This is what's going to fucking make me Get feel me better. So I just wrote in this book. And so I guess after a while, I started to come down, you know, and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm okay, you know, and I was like, she's like, listen, I don't, I think the cops would have been here by now. Yeah, I'm going she's like, to she's like, if the cops show up, call me, I'll go deal with them. Don't you deal with them. Initially, I thought I was dead. I thought it was the afterlife. Wow. Really fat. It was this really fascinating experience where when my consciousness came back into my body, I basically, I, I understand now in retrospect what happened more clearly from the perspective of meditation, the meditation that I've done is that like basically the whole construct of reality and the narrative of my life and time was gone because everything was like I had let go completely. And, and so the first thing is like, there's seeing right and so i was like oh i'm in a room but i wasn't i wasn't i didn't know if the room was real or not if it existed or not it was just an image just like you ever see the movie 2001 yeah, space odyssey you know how after he goes through the monolith yes. he wakes up in a room yep it was like that that was the experience i was like okay i have no i was like as far as i know outside of this room nothing exists, exists. Wow. so then i'm like 
I don't remember the first, I think the first thing I said, I look around and I see my two parents and I was like, can you hear me? Right. So I'm like, I'm like testing reality. Like, does my voice work? Right. Like, and then I was like, do you see what I see? And they were like, my mom's like sarcastic. She's like, I don't know, Oren, what do you see? (laughs) (laughs) And then like within the span of probably about 10 to 20 seconds, everything comes back. Right. Like, the story reconstructed itself. I was like, okay, I'm in a hospital room with my parents and I'm still tripping. (laughs) So maybe like, you know, I probably stayed up to like eight in the morning, you know, I just turned on the TV um, and just like watched like infomercials for like hours. It was crazy. It was like, it went from like the most like, amazing psychedelic experience to like watching QVC <laughs> at 7.30 in the morning and wondering if my friend is still alive. Because now, like, we, this was before yeah. cell phones. I couldn't... No texting. No nothing. texting. I couldn't contact him. His dad took him to the fucking hospital. Didn't hear from him. So about 10 in the morning... I hear a knock on the door. I'm real, like, I'm pretty straight by that point, you know? So I'm like, fuck it. If it's the cops, I'm going to go deal with them. I'm not going to get my mother up. I'm going to go talk to them. So I go and I I open the door. And it's Oren and his father. And Oren's father is, like, standing in front of Oren, you know? You can see Oren is fucking still. I don't know, man. Like, like that night, it threw a switch for him. Mm-hmm. Like he, I'm not kidding you. Like, for like a year after that experience, he was just different. Mm. So his father told me, like, he took Oren to the hospital and they pumped his fucking stomach with, like, charcoal and, like, you know, basically strapped him to a bed. It was, like, the worst thing they could have done. And uh, he was like, I just want to apologize. You were right. He was like, I'm sorry. Oh, he apologized. Yeah, it was the deepest thing. My expectation was... Coming from immigrant parents, my mom would have been like, I don't ever want you to speak to this. That's what I thought. Yep. He showed up and was like, you were right. I shouldn't have brought him to the hospital. It was the weirdest thing. And he apologized for like acting the way he acted. And he, he said, you know, I'm sorry that I brought him to the hospital. You were right. I shouldn't have brought him to the hospital. And, um, you know, we, we shook hands and wow. I I just remember, like, I looked at Oren, and I was like, yo, are you okay, bro? And he was like, yeah, man, I'm okay. And I was like, cool, man. I was like, I'll call you later. He was like, yeah. And, um, and they got in the car, and they took off. It was, a- after that day, I feel like it, it changed him Hmm. not not necessarily for the better but it opened up a doorway 
for him to recognize like where he needed to go. So what did those first like few moments of coming back from your trip feel like to you? Well, it was totally free. It was totally open. Okay. There was no past. There was no future. There was like nothing, anything and everything was possible because okay. the, mind, the mind was open and fresh. It wasn't living in the constructions of the past and the future. Right. Um, wow. So that was a really, so that was a, it was a very deep experience. And, you know, the, that experience and other experiences I had on um, psychedelics and with, with pot kind of, in, in high school and college, really, this was during college, sophomore year of college, right. really, you know, shifted my perspective on reality and, and the, way, the way those sorts of substances do and, and kind of indicated to me that what we know and experience is only a very narrow section of, mm-hmm. of what, what's out there and, and the, the, the possibilities of consciousness. I'm so grateful that me and him are still friends. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that like he's in my life still, and I'm so grateful that um, that we still share a relationship. Right. Yeah. Because that that could have ended it, and he's been somebody who. I mean, he is the definition of a true friend. Mm-hmm. Like he has stuck with me through thick and thin with all my ups and downs. He's been there for me. Um, and uh, I, I just, I love him dearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's a great person. Yeah. 